0: We are I. The power of protesting. See, this is interesting because yesterday I went to the the rally that was, you know, organized by nurses across Canada at Vancouver General Hospital. And, you know, I don't know what I was expecting as I showed up and, you know, I went with a group of friends. There was about eight of us who went and, you know, kind of dispersed and never really seen each other. And I just kind of stuck with one of my friends um, the entire time. But, you know, as we were driving down, you know, like you're a little bit nervous but excited you know just even like thinking like the the thoughts that were going through my mind was just you know I wonder you know how alone we are I wonder how alone we are in in this in this concept you know like is is there gonna be anybody else there's there gonna be 10 people is there gonna be 20 people 100 people a 1, thousand people who knows you know as we get close you can kind of feel that nervous excitement kind of build up inside you and you know, we're driving up Camby or, I guess, south on Camby and, you know, getting up to 12th and we are about to park. And all of a sudden you start to see like a few people like walking down the street, you know, holding these signs. You're just like, oh, well, you know, like there's a few people. You, know, you pull into the parking garage and you park and, you know, about half an hour early for the event. And you're thinking like, yeah, you know, the nice thing is you'll be able to see people slowly start to trickle in. You know, we walk out the doors of City Square and you're on to 12th and, you know, VGH is, you know, only about a block and a half away, two blocks max. And you hear it. And you see it and you look at the streets and all of a sudden you realize that the people walking down the street, they're not normal pedestrians. Like these, these are your people. These are all the like-minded individuals, you know, that think just like you. And, And you realize that there's hundreds of them. And then you walk a little bit further down the street and you're just, oh wait, there's actually thousands of them. Wow. You know, look at all these people. Listen to the roars. Listen to the chants. Listen to the energy. Listen to the music. Listen, open your ears and just listen. Open your heart and just feel. You see people lining both sides of the street. You see hundreds of signs being held in the air toting different messages of all kinds. You see, you know, young kids, five years old, 10 years old, you see a hippie smoking weed, you see a gentleman in a uh, in a business suit, you see nurses in their scrubs, you see doctors standing there holding signs, you see a biker, you see what looks like a teacher, you see a yoga professional, you see a fitness enthusiast, you see a welder, you see everybody. That's the beautiful part about being, or having the eyes wide open at this demonstration is it was not a singular, it was not one group of people. We were united as one in concept, and united as one in entrenched as feel. But it was not one category people there was there's gay there was straight there was black there was white there was chinese there was everything there was young there was old there was a 90 something year old woman in a wheelchair holding a sign in support pro-choice now this is a person who's seen firsthand in their life what happens when people don't have the choice to be free And she's sitting there in her wheelchair, holding up her sign, PROUD. There was 20-somethings and 30-somethings and 40-somethings and 50-somethings and 60-somethings and 70-somethings and 80-somethings and even 90-somethings. There was all, there was a diverse amount of people. So you can't say that this is one group of people who feel this way. This is a mass group of people of all diverse backgrounds that feel the same way. Freedom of choice, my body, my choice. You cannot tell me what I have and can't or what I have to and what I don't have to do with my body. My body is my choice. I get to decide. You do not get to decide for me. This was the message. It was loud, it was very proud when the motorbikes would roar up the street, it electrified the crowd, you know, when semi trucks would go up just laid out on the horn. It would energize the crowd and the goosebumps rained across your skin. They corralled up your spine and they made the hairs on the back of your neck just tickle. And you knew like this is where you belonged in this moment. So awestruck, you don't really have much to say, but the chants start my body, my choice. We live in a land where we are free. There was multiple times that the... Canadian National Anthem rang amongst the crowd and I love singing the Canadian National Anthem with a crowd of people. There's very few things that energize my soul, my heart, my mind, my body as much as singing "Oh Canada loud and proud with a group of people who want to sing it and those people were singing it because they were free people, free people to be able to make a choice. I stood there beside police officers, talking to them and thanking them for offering security at an event in a place, in a land where we can be free to be able to join together in the streets and tote our message, to yell it, to chant it, to hold up signs, to grab a megaphone and shout it, to be able to climb up to the top of parking garages and yell it from the streets. And we don't have to have an army there. We don't have to have a SWAT team there. You don't have to have people with tear gas and hoses and shooting rubber bullets in the crowd. This is a reality that most people face in a lot of other countries in this world, but we do not. There was maybe about 10 or 15 police officers dressed in their regular gear. Just blocking off the streets making sure that there was no cars coming around on the streets, making sure that people stayed on 12th. Now that is amazing. That is amazing. And what reigned in my mind when I was there, and I thought that is the 8,000 plus police officers in Toronto that stood up against the Ontario government and said, we are pro-choice. We are not going to stick up and defend this tyranny that's in this province. And that's what I felt from those police officers yesterday. When we took to the streets and we walked down the street and we marched from VGH down to the City Hall of Vancouver. And you could see in the background as, the, as all the leaders were on the megaphones, They were talking and you could see the Canadian flag being flown at half-mast. You know, behind City Hall and you had thousands of people in the streets. I don't care what any news media outlet says where there was hundreds or there was a few thousand. There was thousands. There was not 2,000. There was not hundreds. There was thousands of people there. All the way up and down Twelfth, up and down Canby, listening, chanting, standing there for their right to be free. Standing there for the right to choose. You have the right to choose. We have the right and the privilege to stand there. We need to stand there. We need to show that we stand for something. We stand for the right to choose. And again, standing there with frontline workers, you have ambulance workers, you have nurses, you have doctors, you have police officers, you have firefighters. They all came out to show their support and they all walked down to City Hall with us. And then when that crowd took to walking across Canby and into Vancouver, what a sight to be seen. If you didn't think that there was thousands, if not tens of thousands are etching up into that 10,000 mark of people, you look at some of the pictures that are posted. Some of the things that are really troubling to me is that there was no global news trucks. There was no CTV news trucks. There wasn't a strong presence. I know that they were there in a very minor way. There was no 1130 news helicopter flying above. There's no global news helicopter flying above. There was none of that. There's absolutely none of that. And tell me at a time when a group of people were marching for civil rights in Canada that there was not a news presence, that there was not the mainstream media there covering it if it was for rights for Jews, rights for Blacks, rights for gays, rights for trans, rights for pro-abortion, pro-choice, you know, rights for women. But there was none. There was so little, very little. There could have been a lot of great coverage to show the unity amongst the people. Mainstream media had the obligation to the people to be able to walk with them and show the diversity of the amount of people who were there. Interview some of the nurses who were there. Interview some of the doctors who were there. Interview some of the policemen that were there. Interview some of the firefighters there. Frontline workers that you say are overwhelmed. This was their obligation. They failed. This is the state that the government has chose to put us in where the people can be heard in the street amongst people. But even when we try to post stuff on social media, I can't even post anything on my Instagram account today. When we were standing there on TikTok, the TikTok was banning people in real time from posting stuff about that event. Get that. In real time. I stood there beside a girl and I looked at her phone and I seen and TikTok I would not let her post things about that rally yesterday. In real time. Get that. It says that my... Instagram account, say, has no connection to the internet, and I'm connected to Wi-Fi, and I have Wi-Fi in every other regard. I have internet in every other regard, but for some reason on my Instagram account, say, it says that I cannot connect to the internet when I have the internet in every single other capacity, but I cannot post anything today. Censorship is wrong. It is real. It is disgusting. Is not what we stand for in Canada. Being coerced and forced into things is not what we stand for in Canada. Being backed into cornered and bullied is not what we stand for in Canada. Being forced to having our privileges and our rights and our freedoms as Canadians being stripped away from us and being bullied into those things is not what we stand for in Canada. This is not who we are as Canadians. We have been instilled and battered with messages for decades now of anti-bullying, anti-segregation, anti-racism, anti-everything. And now our government is promoting segregation. It is promoting segregation. It is promoting discrimination. It is promoting discrimination. I'm repeating myself so they stick. So you understand and you can see that when you tell people that they are not allowed to be able to go places, unless if they do what you want, that is promoting segregation and discrimination is creating two classes of people and is pitting those two people against each other because you're taking the right actual right away from them to be able to choose. We are adults. I have the right to choose. The right to choose. I have flown over 30 times during COVID. Probably even closer to 40 times going through airports and airplanes and security and every possible situation that you can have. And I've never brought COVID to my family. Not saying that I wouldn't. But again, I will stand at a rally. I will go to places. I will do my thing. I will be a responsible adult. This is me being a responsible adult in washing my hands and doing the things I would do every single day, being healthy, working out, doing what I need to do to be able to stay healthy so even if I do get it, I can fight it. But this is my choice. These are the choices that I make. These are the choices that we all make as adults because we have the right to because you are Canadian. So my question for you today is you have the obligation to define what it means for you to be canadian coming up here in the next couple of weeks you have the you have the absolute obligation to define what canadian means to you when you go vote